You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with myself, Robbie Musto, and the other Robbie, as ever, Robbie Earl is here as well. And first of all, a very happy new year to all our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and letting us know your thoughts through social media. Here's to another fantastic year in 2018. Now, before we get onto the pod, we always do like our listeners to, or we ask our listeners to rate and review the show. Tell us what you like about it, what you want to see change, what you don't like about it. Um, and also in that, we also want to know who you support and why you support them. We're interested in some interesting stories. And we said that we'll read out the best ones on our pods. Well, let's do that right now. And we have one from, from Mick Nays, who's a Man City uh, supporter. And he reviewed the show and said this about why he's a City fan. In recent years, as the Premier League telecasts have become more available in North America, I've been able to follow City more closely. At a particularly difficult time in my life, their incredible 2011-12 season renewed my belief in hope and possibility. When Aguero scored at 93-20, it meant a great deal to me personally. It's that magical connection one can have as a supporter when a game elevates the quality of your fans. So, fantastic re um, review, and, uh, and that's really kind of a cool way of why McNays is a Man City supporter. Okay, Robbie, oh, my friend, mm -hmm. uh, lots to, to kind of go over. So yep. many games, so wow. many match days. It's been games. hard to keep up with all the podcasts, but uh, certainly fun one today. We watched, yeah. I've just watched... Um, the last game, the 40th of the 40 games over the festive mm. period. Spurs won, West Ham United won. And it wasn't that much going on. Spurs, again, Robbie, dropped points at home yeah. against a team you'd expect them to beat. But we had a couple of magnificent strikes of the ball. Mm. Fantastic goal. Schumann-Sun for Spurs equalised after Pedro Biang scored a thunderbolt himself for West Ham United. Just quickly thoughts on, on the game and those two goals. Well, not not your usual cut and thrust London derby no, that these two teams often serve up. I mean, the two teams, that, you know, it, it's well known they don't particularly like each other. There's usually a little bit a bit feisty. It didn't really play that way, and you know, it was almost a day. I was thinking as I was watching the, the game, Spurs should probably only pay half the rent to Wembley Day because only half the pitch was used in most of the game. I mean, it was Spurs attacking, whilst I'm just sitting there defending, giving them back and, and, and attacking again, and. I'm not saying that in any way as a derogatory to West Ham because David Moyes obviously had a game plan. Obviously set his team up to say flood Harry, Harry Kane when he gets around the ball. Yeah, Two or three yeah. defenders in front of him did a good job. Mm. Wing-backs did a good job in, in, in staying disciplined. And listen, you do what you have to do. And, and, and having got themselves in a position where they, they scored, as you said, with the Obiang sort of rocket shot from what, 25 to 30 yards that left your lobbies grasping at thin air. Mm. You're thinking the game plans work to perfection. And then he needed that man again, Hung Min Sun, who's sort of one of those under-the-radar stars, isn't he, for, for Spurs? Mm. Never kind of a superstar, a headliner, but it's very, very important. He comes up with, with a decent goal and, 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 you know, Spurs get a point. But, you know, I was just looking at the table, Rob, as, as we, you know, we're starting the podcast. And it's, it's kind of funny in, in a certain way. The two North London clubs now were the two ones 
two clubs sitting outside that, yeah. that big four and, and are looking in and they've got to be careful now. They, they, they can't afford to drop too many more points. Do you think things have changed when teams play Spurs? Not just at Wembley, but yeah. because they've yeah. earned the respect of Correct. a lot of teams now that they're a mm. really good side yeah. and more teams maybe will be more negative, more part of the bus, more defensive against them. And are Spurs, because of that, struggling? Struggling to find a way a through? Are they, are they still lacking a little bit of quality playmaker or creative guy? Or was, as I thought, I said after on the broadcast, Rob, that you know there was there was too too much too many minutes lost with kind of lull period with kind of trying mm. to find a way through, but not really trying as if they desperately needed it. Do you do you think there's any there's anything in those um, two points? Listen, I, I get your point. I think it's a point well made. I, I'd point to to a couple of things. Listen, in, in the last two seasons, Rob, if, if things had gone slightly different at crucial parts of the season, we could have been talking about Spurs being champions. Yeah. Year they 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 challenged uh, Chase Leicester. The year they, they they chased Chelsea, and so because of that, we're, we're talking about a team who you 100% right have now got the respect, and with that respect comes a, maybe a different game plan against teams that, that sit back. Yeah. They, they, they would against Manchester City, Manchester United, maybe Liverpool when when they're flying. And Spurs have got to work a way out. They've got to be patient. They've got to find a, a way. And listen, we saw Manchester City at Crystal Palace come up against a tough rear guard uh, and struggle a little bit. So it, it's not, you know, always that y- y- your football's going to be sparkling, you're going to be on top. Harry Kane didn't have his best day today. Mm. That's when you need a goal from your Deli Alley, from your Ericsson. They got one from Sun. Mm. Somewhere, somewhere else in the team, they may have got to chip in with the goals. So. Yes, I, I agree. They weren't quite sharp in that last third. The movements weren't quite as um, instinctive as we've seen. But I, I, I give a lot, a lot of credit to West Ham. I thought the game plan was good. I thought they got numbers behind the ball where they needed to and just made it difficult and maybe slightly tired legs, not a great atmosphere. All these things sort of add on to it. Um, and, and in the end, it's it, 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 it dropped points again for them and that's going to be starting to become... A little bit of a problem. Yeah, they got work to do. No question mm. to get into the top four. We know that. We knew it from the start. It's going to be really yeah. hotly um, contested, those top four spots. They have definitely got work to do. Now, let's just swing back 24 hours, Robbie Earl. Poof. Um, poof. Arguably the game of the season. Arsenal 2, Chelsea Game of the two. festive period, absolutely, absolutely yeah. doubt. Brilliant game, wasn't it? Fantastic yeah. game. Lovely just game. just in terms of pods, give me some positives for both teams uh, on the back of that uh, game. Positive from an Arsenal point of view. Jack Wiltshire, six straight Premier League starts, getting back to some of the form that we saw before this guy had the, the number of injuries that have blighted his career. Mesut Ozil dominating the game in the first half and, and parts of the second half, showing us why this guy is a world champion and is somebody I still think Arsenal have a chance of keeping at the football club. Alexis Sanchez again showed his uh, um, moments of his brilliance. It's going to be a bigger test, but at the moment, he's still at the football club. So while he's at the football club, you have a chance. Um, generally, I thought having gone 2-1 down, there was a fight back in the Arsenal team that, that maybe could have gone the other way on certain occasions. So there's a little bit of spirit and, and, and fight and character in, in the group that sometimes do question. But from, um, sorry, from Arsenal's point of view, I think there's these, these, these plenty of positives. We won't get on to defending in the back three because I thought mm. that was a big problem. Yeah. Uh, Chambers and holding. You know, you play a back three to make it safe, to put an extra defender in there to, to limit chances. I mean, Morata at times was strolling through the back four and on a different day could have found himself a hat-trick. So that's a bit of a worry. For, for Chelsea's point of view, um, the, the 
Eddie Nazard continues to be an influential talent. I mean, you've got to hope you keep hold to him. Thibaut Courtois has shown himself to yeah, be great, with De Gea, you know, one of mm. the best goalkeepers in, in the league. Uh, the development of uh, Christensen at the back is something I think that's going to become a growing part of this Chelsea team as they move forward. Um, what else did I like about Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't they? classic they, Chelsea. Okay. Yeah, they, they, were, they were decent defensively, but yeah. not perfect. They weren't yeah. great going forward. Morata no. was, was extremely disappointing in some of the misses that he had. But let's, let's get to some of the big stories, Rob, and some of the big talking points, OK? Yeah. So, I mean, again, we'll go over these. Bellerin, penalty on Hazard, for, and, and Arsene Wenger, his, his reactions to it. First of all, are you still it's in agreement kick, with Rob. it? It's yeah, an absolute it's penalty, penalty kick. The more I see it, the more it's a penalty kick. People can say it wasn't a great contact. It wasn't. Yes, Eddie Nazard embellishes it, goes down, rolls around, which we don't all like seeing, but it's a penalty kick. Arsene Wenger's reaction to it went crazy. He's gone absolutely crazy mad about the referee. Over the top, Rob. Over Uh, the top. Farcical and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Is is there something more in this? Is he kind of hinting at like a bit of a a conspiracy theory against Arsenal? I don't like where he's going with this, Rob. He's going to be in trouble. He's going at all. This this is a very well read, well spoken guy who thinks about the game. um, And he's almost questioning the integrity of referees and I don't like that I don't like that, that way he's going and Arsenal are better they're classier than that he might not like the penalty kick and, and I get that I tell you what he, he might like that the referee didn't give the second yellow card to Jack Wilshere that could have had a whole different bearing on the game as well so you know sometimes these things are even out but I just I get the sense these these these, these deeper issues at, at Arsenal that Arsenal's worried about and at times he's using the, the, mm. the frustrated, penalty it? kick and frustrate yeah his face, Rob, was torn yesterday after his press conference because he knows it's all on to be in the top four. He's, he's missed out on, on it once last season, and that c- can be seen as a hiccup. But I think you mentioned something very important today on the broadcast. When you sort of have gone to your board and say, yeah. make sure I keep hold of Alexis Sanchez yeah. and, and Mesut Trust Ozil. me with him, yeah. Yeah, this, this is a $100 million gamble, by the way. Yeah. You know, sell them at that, uh, with money on the with time on the contract. You get a hundred million. Yeah. Keep them, and we'll get in the Champions League. If you don't get in the Champions League, oh. I think it's it, it puts into jeopardy his second year. I, I think it's that do you, big. Do you think, do you, I think do, it's that big. Do you I, think, I think they'd say, "Listen, Arsene, we trusted yeah, you with these two players. They're going to go for free in the summer. So you've not got us in the chop." Yeah, I, I totally it's agree. A lot of money. It's just, but, but, but just. I just can't see the board doing that, Rob. One year what, left. I've had a really interesting report, and I don't know if our listeners get a chance. If you, if you have a little look about what's going on at Arsenal Football Club behind the scenes, there's been about 10 appointments in the last six months yeah, on has, yeah. scouting, Directors new of people, dietitian, director of football. It sounds to me like they're setting this thing up for, for, for when he moves on, Rob. Yeah, I get the I sense agree. the team's been built behind him. and I don't know if this summer might be too soon. And listen, you know how in Arsenal we trust. Mm. But I just get the sense that it, it's finally hit this football club. Arsene Wenger's not going to be around forever. And maybe it's time to move on. Just a quick, before we move on to Chelsea, Rob, just a quick yeah. line about the defenders at Arsenal. Now, we know mm. Per Mertesaka is reaching the end of his, his playing yeah. career. Yeah. Um, Callan Chambers struggled badly. Mm. Rob Holding, yeah. again, is young. And I've yeah. got a little bit more... Uh, I guess enthusiasm that he can go and be an Arsenal defender but yeah. other than that yeah. Costiani's got injury issues now he's getting on a little yeah. bit I like Mustafi I think he's okay yeah. they need defenders don't they is Wenger again when, when being too loyal money, to players that aren't good enough for Arsenal the money that you look for, for Callum that, that they bought for Callum Chambers and he, he had a dip in the team first of all didn't quite work when a Middlesbrough kind of did, did okay did there okay, yeah. come back doesn't look a confident boy doesn't look a prospect Robert I, I, that would be my bottom line yeah. on him 
when I look around the league at other players who've come into other clubs, and you know I love the Duffy and the Dunks and the Tarkovskis and the Mees and those kind of yeah. players, yeah. it doesn't look a prospect when I look at those kind of guys and think, you know, the Michael Keynes, that's the kind of level we're talking. He hasn't made that step. He ain't a good enough defender. He's not no. quick enough to make up for that bad defending, so he's not that quick. He looks uh, short of confidence And he's not brilliant guy, on the know. ball. He gave it away a few times. And that, you know, Do you know we've all played with him, got to be something good at one of those yeah. things, and, and, and he isn't. He's just average at all those things, it seems. Do you know we've all played with him? That one or two guys who, as soon as they make a couple of mistakes, you know yeah, it's on nervous. him, and he's that boy. He's 100% yeah. that boy. And Again, mm. it might be something that Arsenal will have to look at, um, Callum Chambers and his defended Alexis Sanchez Robbie Musto does he go in this window um, well, there's a bit of talk about Man City I, I read today well this is this is the thing isn't it does Wenger double down and say no 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 let's keep him he's going to be we need him to finish to, to hit our targets I guess it's minimum top four or do they say you know what it's not working out as we thought. Mm. There is a little bit of dressing room unrest with this guy. The players don't like his attitude since he's just got this final year. It might mm. be the time. You know what? We'll take 20 or 30 million pounds, yeah. um, which is think, think, what, 40 million dollars to, to, yeah. to get him out and to get some money in and, and try and get think, by on what they've already got. For me, that would be the sensible option. Yeah. Maybe the Arsenal fans don't want to hear that. I, he's not going to sign a new contract, is he? He's not no, signing he's a new done, contract. Isn't he? so, so if you're happy to throw away... Do you take 40 now or do you, do you keep 40 and, and take, go to the end of the season? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's, that's the gamble. The I, I, quickly, I'd sell him. Let's quickly talk about Chelsea. And again, I, I, I'm doing a little bit of reading around this morning. I read an interesting sort of um, article about Antonio Conte. and he, He's hinted again that the players he wanted in the summer weren't the players that he was given. And he's given a wish list to the owners or the people upstairs in terms of what he wants to yeah. take this football club forward. Mm. Now, this... This continues to be a running kind of debate on is Antonio Conte getting the players he wants or is he being given players who he's been told, right, that's your lot, go and make them uh, Premier League champions. I don't see that kind of relationship working, Rob, between Conte and, and Abramovich, well, if that's the way they're going to work. Well, you know what? I'm not sure it does work like that. I mean, Davides Zabacosta mm. is somebody that he must have got Correct. In. He knows him from the national team in Italy. He must have had influence on that. Alvaro Morata. I mean, I, I know there was this talk of... Um, of Lukaku, Lukaku or, was first, but he knows yeah. Morata. He he yeah, knows him. He must course. have wanted him at the football club. So I think there's a well, little why, bit. Why, in why, that. why is this coming out again? Well, is this just is this maybe a, a newspaper thing that they're rerunning from from time? It just seems it keeps coming out. Yeah, every but time I, we get I, around I, these, these why should we windows? believe it, Rob? Why should we believe all well, the stuff about Chelsea? I know there's a there's no smoke without mm-hmm. fire and all that, but it just always seems to be talk and rumours about yeah. at the football club, and and and, and for the most part. Um, they've done a good job and he's done a good job this, yeah. this season. It's hard to repeat. It's hard to be as good as they were last year. But we have to quickly talk about Morata, Rob. And, and, and is he the guy? Is, I mean, okay. first of all, he, he's in a lot of good positions to Spot, score. To to good spots, so he got yeah. in the situations. Yeah. He was there. He got, one of them, he, he kind of outpaced Callum Chambers a little bit and got in behind, missed the target. But he's got to be incredibly disappointed. Mm. I mean, uh, we, Do you we, know the only guy who's missed more chances than him this season? Mo Salah, would you believe? I read it again this morning that Mo Salah is the only person who's had more chances, but Mo Salah's probably... Wow, so he's had a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot of chances then because yeah, he scored Mo a lot Salah. of goals as well. Yeah, he did early on, Mo, didn't he? He had a few that he, he dragged wide. Even the weekend, we saw him put a couple wide before, before he scored. Let me ask you a tough question, interesting. mate. Interesting. Let me ask you, ask you a tough, tough question. Is Alvaro Morata yeah. going to be the striker, the main man, the goal scorer yeah. for Chelsea for the next three years? Yeah, he, he can be for me. Well, no, it all can be. Will he or won't he be? Yes, he will be. Let, let, let me give you let me let me give you my little thought because I, th- I knew this was coming. Just wonder if Alvaro Morata and, and 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 maybe even put um, Alexander Lacazette into this category, Rob. 
It's the first time they've, they've played without a winter break, possibly. Mm. This is normally the time they'd be having a bit of sun on the back. They're having a couple of cocktails and then they recharge and come again. Maybe he's just finding his way through this period, which is different, which is difficult. Mm. No, that albeit he still should take the chances, but I'm just trying to think of reasons why. And will he be better for this season? Pep Guardiola came to the Premier League and we sort of said, mm, I think he's learnt a lot from his first year here. The reason I say that is that he's got 10 goals. He could have had 14 or 15. I like a goal scorer who gets chances. I want him to put him in the back of the net. Can he learn? Will he get better from his year? He's 25 years of age. There's still some more development. There's still a little bit more growth. I know where you're going, but I'm, I'm going to go with what, when I see him on good days, he's, he can be very, very good. Mm. And, and I'm going to slightly err on, this, on that side. Yeah, I think when you consider what, what he's been doing before in his career, mm-hmm. his, his position in teams, coming on yeah. as sub, etc., yes. etc., that's so much different to being the main man and leading the line and being expected to score week in, week out, like the likes of Harry Kane and, mm-hmm. and others do. So that's something that he's got to get to grips with yeah. quickly. Yeah. No winter break. Listen, you're the man. Get up front. Score. Mm-hmm. Three days later, you're getting kicked and you're getting punched and you're getting everything else and difficult circumstances, yeah. different uh, uh, situations. You've got to be the main man. That's what I think he's finding hard. If he's if he's in great shape and he's and the conditions are good and he's he's feeling sharp and he's mm-hmm. I think he's really really yeah. good. But yeah. th- that's not the way that it is most weekends. You've got to find a way to motivate yourself to play the game that your manager and the team needs. And he isn't doing that consistently uh, week in, week out. I mean, but with 18 uh, appearances, 10 goals mm, and four yeah. assists, they're okay numbers. So knocking it, yeah. keep, keep it's interesting, that. isn't it? Because the two teams that probably are going to fight out second place, Manchester United and Chelsea, Romelu Lukaku, similar position really, isn't it? Mm. One of these guys has got to score the goals to make sure that their team finishes in second spot. Mm. Let's, let's move it on because yeah. we're talking about second spot. Let's talk about the team who sit top of the table. 18-match uh, winning streak was snapped at the 0-0 draw with Palace, but then they go out and put a 3-1 win against Watford. Reasonably comfortable. Pep's been interesting after the game, Rob. He, he's sort of come out again talk, talking about how he wants his players protected by referees with some of these big challenges. And, and we've made note of that on the programme and said, in fairness, there's been a few challenges that have been just the wrong side of the line. But also the, the, the festive schedules. He's gone back on that one and saying that he thinks he's going to, inverted commas, kill some player, the way that, that you know, the, the demands of the games and, and the speed with which they're coming. Is this Pep being Pep again? Is this Pep just wanting to, no, to, I, to make a mark and, and, and say, I mean, it seems this season, Rob, more than any, the manager's really gone strong on, on, the, um, on the fixture list and how, it, how it's come so quickly all over the Christmas New Year period. A couple of things. First of all, Pep was very careful to say, he said it after winning, by the way, so he didn't yeah. want to say it after, uh, you know, he didn't win. And, yeah. um, and he did say, it's not my, it's all players. So all he players, wants all correct. players protecting. So I think that was important to, to yeah. get that in. And yeah. to be fair, right, we had the same thing with with Jurgen Klopp when he came to English mm. football and he and he saw this two games in three days. He he could not believe no. it. He thought it was laughable, um, unprofessional, like ridiculous. And I think Pep as well absolutely feels the same way. But you know, even if we say it, Rob, and then people on Twitter are like, you know, we'll say, well, you know, what these the, what they get the guys get paid. They should be able to handle it, look after themselves, mm-hmm. plan for it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, I. I it's just the two games in three days. It's just ridiculous for me. And what he means by, you know, kill the players is that, that, that they're going to get you know, the injuries, the fatigue, you know, day, rest, play again. And, you know, again, listeners now, Robbie, might be sort of rolling their eyes in the car, listening to our show and thinking, listen, these guys get... Just explain. And, and by the way, you, 
you're a little bit different to me. You, you sort of like, I don't mind it. I get on with I'm, it. I'm People more are accept, tired. I'm more accepting of it as part of what English part, football but, is but, about but you, and I have you, to get through it. Do you agree uh, that, that you, even if though you don't mind it, you don't feel the same? And lots no, of you, teammates don't feel the same. You never feel with the same. Mentally, you break, never feel the same. Let, let, just quickly, when I finish a game, right, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm absolutely exhausted. The next day, I'm stiff. I, I get out of my bed. I can't walk mm-hmm. very well. And I go in and I warm, I warm down and I'll feel a little bit better. The next day, my, my rehab my um not rehab but my yeah, it's my, like you're resting recovery stuff, yeah my recovery yeah. is yeah. is getting much better and i'm, I'm starting to feel Three a little days, bit more like yeah. training yeah. again well that's yeah. when they're playing it's yeah. just it's just it's just it's, it's difficult just not because right because what, what, what you have to do when you're playing these games and we both into it, it's a bit of a compromise and you know without going too much into the the, the, the sports science of that basically the when you're running and getting knocks and that there's blood vessels that burst and you get bruises and things and they take two or three days to to settle down to let the body recover and then you go again so what you ha- what's what basically happens when you're playing two games in three days is though you still got some of those pains some of those bruises some of that stiffness in your muscles in your joints so you can't move as quickly and you, you you're not as sharp especially i think it shows with forward players who have to make quick sharp movements darting runs and be sh- you know mentally sharp when things fall in the box to them I think that's where it manifests itself and we don't see the, the same quality. But then Devil's Advocate would throw in, and, and I know they had more rest. You know, we see games like the Chelsea 2-2 or we've seen a, a few decent games as well and that gets thrown in as well. well the injuries so, are up. The data and fact is yeah, I would say injuries. that the injuries are up on this period. And, yeah. um, you know, just, just thinking I don't about... Know what, I don't really know what the solution is because I, well, I actually like that it's part of English football because it's a bit different, but I understand the demands on the players... It's such that we're getting a slightly inferior just product in the players are. that are maybe getting injured. So Just one more day. Just sure one more day. One more day in between. I'm okay with that. That's fine. That extra day is fine. If you want to play Saturday, Tuesday, that Sunday, Monday break. You've got to have two days rest between it. Just finally on this, Rob. Will it ever change? No. Not, not in English football, Bob, I don't think. I think, listen, people have been moaning about it way before we were doing podcasts and we're part of NBC Sports, uh, NBC Soccer. I just think it's something that, that's going to continue and teams are going to have to man it up, get on with it and, 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 and sort of you know, find a way, find a way to, to, to come out the other side. One guy, one guy who's not been happy, Robbie Musto, of late, is Jose Mourinho. These look, every sort of paper I looked at, every headline this morning... Seems to have got this Mourinho talking to Manchester United about possible contract uh, extension, not being happy. And everyone said, is he going to stay? Some suggesting he might quit. He's not happy at the football club. He's not moved to the Manchester area still, living in a hotel sort of 18 months into his reign. A lot of uncertainty and kind of negativity still flying around Manchester United, even despite them them, them getting a a 2-0 win against Everton. I think so, but I think I mean he said it's garbage. There's talk yeah. about him yeah. not being settled, and the and the ownership at the club is thinking mm. about: mm, do we, are we back in Mourinho? Is he going to be a longer term guy? And, and and there is a lot of garbage that flies around yeah. in the newspapers. There's a lot the of press fake are out. News the press are out for him now, aren't they? It's like yeah. he, he the, 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 you know, he's target. And now. to be fair, he has reacted to say, "Listen, you can say that I'm not a very good coach, or mm. a few things like that, but don't ever say that I'm not absolutely committed." And yeah. professional with my club and my team, and I and I and I like that response. Yeah. That's that's a good response. Mm-hmm. It shows commitment. It shows like don't be so 
ridiculous. So I think it is a little bit ridiculous. You know, maybe we'll be proved wrong if he leaves at the end of the season. I just can't see it. Um, yeah. I think what he's got to focus more on is, is getting more out of his attacking players. And Paul Pogba's performance in that win at Everton yeah. was was in, was kind of incredible, really, when mm. you you, you realise how um, dominant he was. Just just thinking with the the striker situation, I think I think we all in agreement. It's not you know we all know that Pogba should be playing a little bit yeah. higher up, and yeah. he, he admitted that to us on our broadcast and chatting to Arlo White yeah, and Dixon. Right there, yeah. It's good to hear that from him. Just up front, Lukaku. Mm. Yeah. Did, how are they different with uh, with somebody else up there, like a Martial? And should Martial or Rashford, mm. whoever is your mm. favourite, have a yeah. little run now? Even if Lukaku comes back over the next well, week or so, should somebody else have a run to see if they can score some goals? Well, I think somebody has a run if, if goals are coming, Rob, because I, I've always believed that if somebody goes in into the start the first team with the shirt, scores, plays well, they stay in the team. And where they different it, for me is that they slightly more, I would say, intelligent movement um, and athleticism mm. from the other players. And that's not in any way uh, degrading what Romelu Lukaku brings to a team. But I always think as a midfield player, Rob, when I pick the ball up, I want to look up and I want a picture from my centre forward. Is what does he want? Where does he want that ball delivered? I sometimes feel with Romelu Lukaku as I look up. He looks at me as a midfield player and there's a little bit of a, a pregnant, pregnant pause. We look at each other and we both don't know what's going to happen. Mm. His movement doesn't tell me where he wants a ball. When I see Martial as he warmed into the game and, and got better against Watford, when I see Marcus Rashford at his very best, the moment I look, look up, he's already spinning, he's pointing, he's, he's making his moves. Like his body language tells me, put it down the slide, slide it down the, the back, chip it over the top. And so because of that instinctive movement, I think they become a little bit freer, Rob. I think there's a little bit more rotations and combinations with the other two than there is with Lukaku, who tends to be a bit more static and will have it in his body. Often he'll keep possession, but it's not as, it's not as fluid. And when you look at Manchester City, when you look at Liverpool at, at the best, when you look at the teams, you know, Spurs, when they're playing well, there's lots of fluid movement between the front three, and I think you get that a little bit more maybe when Lukaku's not leading the line. Right, you're, you're manager of Manchester United. Lukaku's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Who do you prefer? Who do you think's better as a striker, Martial or Rashford? <coughs> who would you play? I'll tell you who I'd oh, play after. Overall, right now, I, I would start Martial right now. Do you think he's better? Long term, I think I, I, I'm a lover of Marcus Rashford. I think I, just if, if you're talking form and right now, I'd, I'd play Martial. But but longer term, you think long Rashford's going to be Rashford, a better man. player Marcus than Marcus Rashford? Yeah, Marcus Rashford. I, I think there's, there's a top class player waiting to come out mm. in him. He might just need half a season where it might be a bit up and down. I think you've got a, I think you've got a diamond in this kid, and, and he's going to need to play at some point. I worry, and I'm with you. Of course, he's a brilliant young player, and he's got a mm. big future in the game. I just look at him sometimes, and maybe it's his age and stuff. He, just his decision-making sometimes on the ball is a little bit, oh, you know, he's mm. giving the ball away. He would try to make that pass, and he shouldn't really have done that. I think right now I'd play Anthony Martial. Yeah. I've always liked him. He was a goal-scoring player. He was a top scorer under Louis van Gaal in a wider position. He's got pace like Rashford has. I just think he's got a little bit more soccer IQ, if you like, to put it like that. Yeah. A little bit more about him with combinations and... and uh, well, I mean, Rashford probably makes up for it, and he's got a bigger heart, Rashford. I think he probably yeah. tries harder, works back harder. You know, so it's very, very close. But I would go with Martial right now, and I'm not sure who's going to be the best player in five years' time. You know, wherever wherever they're at, whose career is going to go forward? Um, you know, yeah. further. Mm. I just wonder. I just wonder. I know. Well, these next you know, two or three years for both are going to be huge, yeah. aren't they? In terms of their development, their confidence, as you say. 
understanding that maturity of where to play and when to play and make, mm. not making mistakes that you can do in reserve and under-21 football when you come in the big league and certainly Manchester United makes a huge difference. But I'm, I, everything I see about Marcus Rashford on good days, I think he's a top-class player in there and I'm, I'm going to kind of just slightly side with him. But I, it, I it's guess, a great debate. Yeah, I guess Rashford's got a little bit of time on Martial. Rashford's yeah. 20, Martial's 22. Mm. So you've got that little bit of couple of years development, which could make all the difference in terms of who's going to be a better player. Just finally on United, Rob, there, as, as we've gone through this crazy period, 22 games are gone now, we get a little break with the FA Cup of the weekend. Yeah. United are second. Have yeah. they been and are they the second best team in the country? Um, yes. Will they finish there? Will they finish uh, above Chelsea and Liverpool? Yes, I think they. I think they might. Think so? I think yeah. this guy. I, I just think because of what he does, Rob, they'll, they'll get better. That you know, they, they they can get a few results. If Pogba can stay fit, stay fit, and they can get him higher up the pitch. We see him on bad days, and they look slow and and, and cumbersome. And, and we've seen him, you know, put four past people when people apply. He'll have them set up. I still think they, they'll probably end up in second spot. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Liverpool, Rob. And mm. I think we should just mm. cut straight to the chase. I think we, they had a brilliant game um, uh, against Burnley. Um, stoppage time yeah, goal. 2 from 1 win. Clavin header was fantastic. It? It might have been slightly but offside. Let's, but let's, yeah. cut let's, to the, let's, let's get cut to, to the Coutinho. chase. Yeah, I mean, what are we thinking? Um, first of all, he's going, by do you the think way. he's going he's in going. January? He's going. He's do you go, think he's going. going in January? There's a chance he goes in January. I think it's more likely that he goes this summer, but he's going. He's absolutely going. So, so Liverpool fans, unfortunately, better get used to. Wouldn't that it be idea. a massive shame if he went in January yeah. when you've got uh, Virgil Let, Van Dijk coming into the team? Yeah, yeah let's, let's see, see the, the two team of them together. together. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, some, some and good you might, you there. just never know. I always think while somebody's at a football club, and yes, Barcelona's a massive draw in the big club and the big money and the big profile, where he wants to go. He's in your football club, Rob, playing well and you're winning things. And I don't know, they all of a sudden had a run and ended up second in the league. Mm. Is it, you know, you've always got a chance. There's always a conversation. There's yeah. always a, you know, give it another year. Let's have another couple of years with this. But he hasn't looked his body language, his mm, face. No. He hasn't. He's done well because he's a brilliant player and he's, he's yeah, been professional. He's, that, he's, not, he does he's not, not ever going to down happy. tools, guy, is he? He's not no, that guy. but he. he, he you know, how long can you can you keep mm. him when he's so miserable and, and doesn't look happy? But, I, listen... I get the sense, Rob, looking from at the outside in, is that he's been told he can, he can go at, at some point, and he knows that, and that he, he, he sort of wants the club to make sure they adhere to what they say to. I get the sense when it happened in the summer, Jurgen Klopp might have said, give me another year, or give me 18 months, and or whatever And that's what he should do. He, he, and, and, I, yeah. I think the club should say, you know what, I get it. Um, we will let you go to Barcelona in the summer. And, and, and be that strong, Rob, for another, what, four or five months. Just be strong yeah. with him and say, listen, sorry, mate, I know you want to do it, but you contracted to us. We turned yeah. a huge f- uh, figure away in the summer. We're not going to just go in January and let you go. You've got to say the whole season. That's what but I also would as do. Well, listen, this is Liverpool Football Club. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be plaything in, in, in this between yeah. Coutinho and Barcelona. And by the way, football clubs come first. They have to decide, make yeah. sure they've got their targets, that they've lined up everything they want, and then they let him go. They don't let him go first. And, oh, Philip's been pulling his face. Let, let, let him go. Great a player as he is, 
listen, we can, I, can, I could sit here for another hour and talk to you about great Liverpool players, and he's one mm. of them, yeah. but there's been, there's been plenty greater, and, and mm. he has to understand that Liverpool Football Club has to come first, and they have to make sure they get things right, get the right money, get the right people in, and move this football club forward. And it's such a shame that if moving forward means Philip Coutinho is not a, an integral piece of the jigsaw, that it's, um, it, we're not going to see, I don't think, Liverpool at the very, very no. best of what they could be. No, absolutely not. No, I, I, I hope he stays. Mm. Um, but that is just time will tell. We, we can't, we can't, no. we don't know any, you know, sure. anything more than anybody else about what's going to happen. I just, I think he should absolutely be made kind of a bit strong, but he should, he should be told, listen, mm. get your head down. Don't worry about transfers, you know. We, we and they might have done a, de- a deal in the summer, like they did with um, with uh, Luis Suarez, where like give us yeah, one more year yeah, and yeah. then you can go. But we'll see. Just just before we finish, Rob, I, I just want to look at other, just quickly look at other results and and teams just over this period that, that's kind of done well. And I want to pick yeah. out Crystal Palace. They had a nil-nil draw with Manchester City and a two-one win at Southampton in a high game, high pressure mm. game that puts them above. Southampton now and yeah. 14th place in the league Robbie or Crystal Palace what a good job when you think back at the start of the season was it the loss no of wins seven? in seven no, no, no wins goals. in seven no goals in seven I mean that's I mean, a it's pretty... like giving somebody a, a, a 10 yard yeah. start in a 100 metre race yeah I mean it's a pretty spectacular Crazy. turnaround there by well the way done, because Roy. right now even though it's only two points they are there's teams beneath them um, and above the relegation zone, they got a little yeah. bit of breathing space. And well done, uh, Roy Hodgson. That's that's the, that's the club and the manager that I'd certainly pick out at this stage of the season. Do you know? Do you know? I look at it, it, it from tenth down, Rob. It's Watford at the moment, tenth in the league, twenty-five points. We're talking Stoke City now, a third bottom with twenty points. I mean, I, the bottom of the table could be as interesting, if not more interesting, than what's going to happen at the top because there could be. be ten teams. You've got the three promoted teams who've all done well, who are sort of eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. Brilliant, brilliantly well. You've got Palace on fourteenth, West Ham with David Moyes. You feel now are starting to get the, the, their act together. Yep. Bournemouth with Eddie Howe, twenty-one points just above. Still got a lot to do. Pellegrino, uh, uh, Richard Pellegrino at Southampton, worried. Stoke City, Mark Hughes. I think he'll be given time. I think he'll get him out of it. West Bromwich Albion, Alan Pard, your experienced manager. A little worried with what he's got. The window's going to be the key. And then Carlos Carvalho at Swansea, 16 points, bottom of the table at the moment, is mm. going to have to work his magic for six months, Rob. Or, you know, Swansea, I'm afraid, are going to end up the Swansea way in the, in the championship. They so, uh, yeah. lots of experienced managers down there, isn't there? That, that's the thing that's, that's sort of the thing. home to me. Yeah, and, and, and clubs that have been established in the Premier League. I mean, it's kind of crazy to see... West Brom, maybe yeah. not quite so much, because, but they have established themselves. Stoke yeah, City Stoke, and Southampton yeah. Football Club that's been mm. such a well-run, very good football uh, club that's now in trouble. He's got, they've got a decision to make, Pellegrino, that, you know, yeah. whether they keep yeah. Pellegrino or whether they're going to try for somebody else. Stoke City, I'm not so sure they can get out of it, Rob. When you look they at the Man- squad, they've got now. Manchester United on a, a Monday night when I, we come back at the Man U and home to Huddersfield. I, I think he gets the cup and I think he gets those two games. That's my sense of hearing a few things coming out from the, the Stoke area, obviously, where I was born. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when you look at those two squads at the bottom right now, West Brom and Swansea, you, you look at the squads, momentum, it's hard. I, I find it hard window, to see. Robbie, yeah. Transfer well, that, window is the only thing that gets you out of and that, and that might be it. Teams, Whoever but, out of the yeah. bottom. The bottom ten, well, the bottom nine. I think. Mm. I think Watford on twenty-five points are going to be okay. Whoever has the best window or a better window in January with new signings can get themselves out of trouble. If the ones at the bottom there don't do good business, then yeah. they're going to be fighting relegation right to the very last day.
And you can bet, my friend, we'll be all over yes. the transfer window at the end of the month. We'll certainly have a podcast when that comes in because it's going to have a big bearing on the futures of maybe eight or nine big teams down at the bottom end of the table. So that's it from us. We want to hear from you, our listeners. Firstly, we'd love you to rate and review our show by downloading the Two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like, where we can improve, but more importantly, tell us which team you support and why, and we'll read out the best one or two responses on our next podcast. So, as we come to the end of a hectic festive period, we've had 40 Premier League matches on the NBC channels. It's Manchester City that set the pace at the top of the table, with five big clubs contesting three big Champions League spots. We're in for a thrilling 2018. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.